Have you had this conversation? A Tone Networks podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Have You Had This Conversation? I'm Gemma Toner, and I am honored to welcome Marsha Haygood to this episode. Marsha is a talent development expert, empowerment coach, as well as a speaker and an author. You may know her from her book that she co-wrote, The Little Black Book of Success, which is absolutely fantastic. The Laws of Leadership for Black Women. I love how the book is often referred to as a mentor in your pocket. And I wish I could actually carry Marsha around in my pocket anywhere because she is just so inspiring and I cannot wait for our tone audience to hear from her. So, so Marsha, really, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for inviting me. This is oh. exciting. You are such a treat. So, Marsha, can you, where to begin? You know, you've done so much. Can, can you tell our audience a little bit about you and your work in this space and how you came to write this book? Wow. That's a lot of questions, Gemma, all in one. But I'll, I'll, <laughs> let me break it down. Um, okay. I am a former human resource person. I was the executive vice president of human resources for many years, um, 30 years in HR, before I left to start my own company, Stepwise Associates. And I did that really because I found that so often I couldn't tell people who I worked with what I, some avoidable mistakes that I saw being made. I was coaching people outside of the organization. And oftentimes I couldn't do that with people inside the organization. HR people have to be very careful in what they say and to whom. So starting my own company allowed me to be an empowerment coach and to help people uh, live their purpose. There were people who were feeling stuck. I work predominantly with women who want to move forward with purpose. That's my tagline. So now it's almost 16 years as an entrepreneur. And my goal is to help people that I work with be both, be as blessed as I am, to be both happy and successful, not feel stuck, do what they love and not feel guilty about it. And that's what I do. And I'm living my purpose. This is what I love. Every day is a good day. As far wow. as I'm concerned. That's amazing. So do you have bad days? Can I just ask? Because I feel like I'm living my purpose. Mm-hmm. But I have to be honest, sometimes even living my purpose, there are hard days. Then those are the days that you say, I'm going to be offline today. And you sit around on the sofa like a slug. Oh, gosh. Wow. That, that's kind of hard for me. I, I feel really guilty about that. So, yeah, we definitely have some. Uh, I, I need some sessions with you, Marsha. <laughs> but, all <For> in all, <laughs> but all in all, to, I, I really feel to attain victory, you have to stay positive. So you can even when you're sitting on the sofa saying, gosh, this is not a good day. I say, what are those things that would lift your spirit? Sometimes it's reading a book. Sometimes it's um, reading uh, affirmations. Sometimes it's taking a walk. But you know yourself better than anyone. So what would lift your spirit? And you shouldn't feel guilty about doing that. 
about doing something that lifts your spirit. So, so help me understand, because for so many women, myself included, mm-hmm. we are often last on our list. And it's really hard, quite honestly, to if you're in, a, a, you know, a, if you're not perhaps in a situation where you have complete control of your schedule, it's really hard sometimes just to say, I'm having a bad day. I'm going to hang on the couch. Right. You, you still have to get there. You've got to get to the office or you've got to get on those Zoom calls. You know, how, how do we how do we get through those days and then perhaps find the time to to regroup? I mean, how do we do that? Because we I, I think there's so many of us that don't want to be last on our <laughs> list, but, but somehow we end up there. Well, I end end up is relative. I, I, I say, you know, you know that you're going to have some times that are not the best times. You know, you're going to have to work with people that are not always the people who you enjoy working with the most. Okay, so we know that. What I do say is that there should be some things that you already know that lift your spirit. Okay, so you do that. It may be that, yes, I have to go to work, but I'm going to have to, after that crazy meeting, I'm going to have to take a walk, or I'm going to have to close the door and regroup, or I'm going to have to make a call to someone who will help lift me up, call my therapist, call my coach, call my mentor, whatever it is. Right. Call my girlfriend. Call my girlfriend. Somebody who's going to make you laugh, somebody who's going to lift your spirit in some way, or something that's going to lift your spirit. You should know that. That sounds like a great practice. Yeah. and And you know it beforehand. You know it, you already know. I say also, you don't wait to have some time to put on your calendar. You put yourself on your calendar. You are your most important person. So it may mean that you take, listen, there are 1,440 minutes in a day. You can take 15. Right. And own it and, and not feel guilty about it. I think you should take 15 minute buckets of time between meetings when you can, or in the morning and in the afternoon, you know, just do some things and put yourself on the calendar. And what I used to say to people is when, when so many of us have shared calendars, give yourself an alias. You don't have to tell everybody that you're not going to be doing what they want you to do. Oh, that's a great idea. Give yourself an alias and put the alias name on the calendar. Oh, I love that. You All right. Don't. Note to self. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you do that. I think that when you, um, if you can't be, I have a quote that I, I just have to share um, that I, and I say it so often, people who have heard me speak have all heard it. If you can't be grateful for what you have, then be thankful for what you avoided. Because you are not having the worst day ever. You're just having a bad day right now. Get over it. Do whatever you need to do to get over it. And then move forward. And plan for a good day. I I think you can't give your best time to other people. And and I I laugh because I I say this to my clients often. That how do you start your day? Who do you give the first part of your day too. Do you give it to Facebook, Instagram, God, <laughs> yourself? Who do you give it to? 
because that starts your day. Oh, wow. I see a really great to-do list here of, you know, how you start your day. Yeah. It's so easy to slide into kind of those habits of lying in bed and we all do it. We may not want to admit it, but (laughs) lying in bed and picking up the phone and looking at the news or checking email first instead of making, you know, ourselves first. And to your point, whatever that is, I mean, it could simply be getting out of bed and, you know, having coffee quietly by yourself, you know, if you can. (laughs) That's right. And, and, and I say, when you can't, that means give yourself, 15, get up 15 minutes earlier. You know, I have many of my clients are, are moms or parents and they say, you know what? When I get up, my day has started because my kids are up. And I say, what time do the kids get up? And they say, oh, the kids get up at 6.30. I say, so you get up at 6.15 just to give yourself time to think. You know, take I, four T's. I have things for everything, Gemma, you know this. Yes, I know. I love it. That's why I love you because I know <laughs> <laughs> the, the four T's take time to think four T's take time to think because when you can do that, you have so much more to give. You can't, you can't give them an empty cup. You you're feeling guilty because you haven't done all these things for all these other people. But if your cup is empty, you're not giving your best anyway. You are so right. You are so right. Okay. I've got a lot of, I need to put sticky notes all over uh, my computer. <laughs> Again, that's a way that I remind myself to do things. So you know what? thank I you, do, thank I you do, for I, that wisdom. <laughs> I also, I also, ha- I also think you should develop six, I call them success routines or success habits. Let's talk about that. Okay. I, I, one, one of the things that I have found is that after a certain time in the day, you know, the brain cells start to get, become a little slower. Scientifically <laughs> proven, by the way. Yes. Yes. So I, I make notes of all of these things, but then I, at night, before I shut down, I actually write my list for tomorrow. I'm looking at my calendar. I'm writing my list. I try to par- prioritize some of the things I have to do. Now, that's not going to be everything and things are going to come up that we don't know about, but you put some things in order so that you're giving your best, my time, my best time of the day is early morning and I'm an early riser. So I want to do the things that are most important to me or going to give me the biggest bang for my buck. Those are the things I want to do first. Always look at my, always, always, always look at my list at night so that I'm prepared for the morning. And I find that writing them down and not having to worry about them helps me sleep better. You know, such a simple practice, and yet it's something that needs to go on the the end of that to-do list, which is have your to-do list ready to go the night before so that you can sleep better. Yeah, and even, even little things like, if it says call the doctor, you know, in the morning, Put the phone number there so that you don't have to go to your phone to get the phone number. Because while you're on going to your phone to get the phone number, you see an email that says do something and then you're on to, <laughs> you're on to something else. So put it right there in front of you. Oh, Without does that you. happen to you too? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I feel like I'm, you know, in a bad movie, like, oh, there we go. There's, you know, off to something else and mm-hmm. I have to catch myself 
to stay focused and remind myself that there's a lot of technology that interferes in your day and that sometimes it's okay just to avoid some of those emails that are coming in and put them aside. You don't have to answer them immediately and you can kind of prioritize back to your to-do list. So, so let's talk about something else that we hear a lot about. We Mm -hmm. get a lot of questions from the tone audience about being our authentic selves. Mm -hmm. And it comes up a lot, you know, because there it's, you know, is it really safe to do in the workplace? And, 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 you know, is there a threshold or what about setting boundaries of being too much of yourself in your authentic self? Um, I can give you an example. You know, when I started out in public accounting way back when um, there was a very specific dress code for women and it was super conservative and bow ties and, mm-hmm. it, you know, it was just, that's the way it, people in the office dressed. And I, of course, at the time loved fashion and it was certainly not my authentic self by any means to, you know, show up in these very conservative suits with bow ties um, that really felt like my uniform from Catholic school previously. <laughs> Right. So can you, I mean, that's just one example. And I know people have so many more deep examples, but that's just one personal sort of easy example of, you know, I, I don't know, did I not have the courage or was it simply, I was just a first time job and uh, first time working in corporate. And I was like, I kind of want to fit in. You, you want to fit in, but you know, I, I think you can fit in and still be your authentic self. So you may have to wear that conservative suit and your, your bow tie might be flashy, or you may have to put on some uh, shoes. And at that time, when we were wearing bow ties and conservative suits, we were also wearing pendants. And we were also wearing earrings. And, we, you know, so sometimes doing something that's a little bit out of bounds, you won't come in with your orange and red and, and green, you know, dress, maybe, but you would do something that's a little off to show that you have some style. And what you will tend to find is that someone else wanted to do it as well. Mm-hmm. Or someone will say, you know what, that's a great color or that's a great idea. So you can be your authentic self in that regard with that example. So in this yeah. example, it's kind of eased into it. Now, now there are a lot deeper examples. Yes. Let's, let's talk about some of the much more deeper kind mm-hmm. of emotionally unsafe if you mm-hmm. know, right? and socially mm-hmm. unsafe places that some of us find ourselves in. And, and what do we do? Well, you know, I think that if you're going to be very unhappy, then you're in the wrong place. You know, you're picking the wrong place to be. Because if you can, depends on what your authentic self is. Let's go there. Because if your authentic self is to be loud and boisterous and argumentative and negative, then guess what? Your authentic self is not going to fit in (laughs) most places. But if it's to be... um, you know, an extrovert versus an introvert. And you see everyone has the same sort of tone about their, uh, when they're having a meeting and when they're talking to people. And you're like me, quite frankly, (laughs) who wants to talk talk and share. I have to 
maybe tone that down. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to talk, but I may have to, um, I may have to filter that, or I may have to do that in small doses. Because remember, for me, as an extrovert, sometimes I'm taking the introvert's energy because I'm talking so much and because I'm always positive. And someone has to say, oh my goodness, I just need to get in the room and get away from her. <laughs> but, so is that not being authentic? Uh, you know, it means I'm toning it down some. Would you say that's reading the room, Marcia? Yeah. Like, what do you say I, that is? Like, what's the advice? You know, how, do, how do all of us who haven't quite figured this out yet, for whatever reason, you know, what do we need to do? You know, what's the how-to here? The how-to is to read the room. The how-to is to ask questions. The how-to is to listen and learn. And that's about most things. There are going to be some places that you just should not be. And you should, you should move away from that, but you should start paying attention to that. That doesn't start when you're um, an executive. That starts early on. That's going to be, you know, everywhere. You need to be paying attention. And I dare say that people who are looking for jobs need to be asking some questions, but they have to know themselves well enough to ask those type of questions. Right. Well, well let's talk about that. We're here right now. So let's go for it being strategic versus emotional. And, and I talk about that in a, in a lot of cases. Um, we talk about that as it's working with difficult bosses. I talk about that when I run into racism or sexism or ageism. I, I, I think that you can ask questions and come up with viable solutions or, or decisions based on conversations that you ask in a non-emotional way. So you need to be able to center yourself. And again, that means being positive. You know, you cannot make others feel better when you're coming from a broken place. So how do we do that? You know, how do we practice and get to you know, one of our superpowers as women is that we are emotional, right? Yeah. Uh, how do we get to uh, uh, those type of conversations where we're less emotional and more strategic? You know, mm -hmm. what's the process? How do you go about it? You know, I, I like to practice things. I ask a lot of questions. So when people say things that I know are going to push my button, it's, it's, you know, I might stop and stop talking and say, can you give me an example of that? Or tell me why you said that. Or my favorite wording is, help me understand why you would say that or why you would think that or why you would do that. Ask questions. Because sometimes just doing that makes people have to stop and think, oh, that didn't really make sense. <laughs> You know, or hmm, I can't give you an example right now. Well, when you can, and I hold people accountable, when you can, can you get back to me on this? Because I'm really interested in knowing why you said that or why you did that. Wow, that's great. Yeah, and just, but those are wonderful examples. And so that helps you practice when you have sort of those phrases that you can practice and play back. So yeah. thank you. You know, and is, you know, is there... 
a status quo of what is acceptable these days or is it all over the place? What do you think? I think it's all over the place. I don't think there's a status quo. I think, uh, well, let me, let me go back a bit. I think the status quo should be that we try to do things respectfully. Now, with that said, you know, that's not the way things are going right now for a lot of cases, in a lot of cases. But I think that you can't continue to be rude, mean, negative, and then just say, I'm sorry. And you think that should relieve all of that. So I think it's knowing yourself and understanding what your values are. And again, I go back to those four T's. Take time to think, what is it you want? What are your values? How have you demonstrated your values? What can you do to make it better? You know, we we can change at any given time. We have choices here. Um, How do you want to be perceived? What legacy do you want to leave? You know, I've coached um, CEOs. And, and this is a good one for them because, you know, they're used to being at the, at the top of the, the leap in the top of the heap in their um, organizations. And I say, how do you want people to, what do you want people to say about you? If they were reading your obituary, you know, and, and that really stops people right dead in their tracks, obituary, oh my God, you know, but what do you want people to say about you? And how have you demonstrated what you want them to say. How have you, how do you demonstrate? If you say, I want someone to say I'm a wonderful leader and that I'm a good listener. Well, are you a good leader? And are you a good listener? How have you demonstrated that to people? That's a great exercise. Wow. And quite a sobering one, actually. You know, you have often said, let racism be a motivator. Mm -hmm. Can you expand on that? Help me understand that. And our audience understand that. Yeah, I think racism comes from a lot of places. Um, and, and, and I, and again, I have an opinion on this that may be different for other people. First of all, let me tell you that when people say I can't do something, I will go out of my way to prove them wrong. That <laughs> motivates me. That's, that's the way I am. Now, everyone's not- That's kind of how I feel about the word no when someone yeah, says no. exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I first want to evaluate, is it even important to me? Right. Because sometimes people who, who may have a, may show racism, I don't even care about. So rather than try to correct them, I'm just going to leave it alone. I, I, you know, I, I have, I have, I have a few, um, few ideas. I, I, and I've said them before, sometimes not in such a nice way, but I have said, you can't fix stupid, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? So sometimes I just say, mm, you know what? If that's the way you think, fine, let it go because it's not important to me. But sometimes I'm again going to ask them a question to dispel a myth. And I also think people who are who show racism, ageism, sexism, have limiting beliefs because they come from limited thoughts and limited exposures. So sometimes someone will say, you know, those women, women can't do this. And I'll say, oh my goodness, how many women have you 
been around that have even tried this or that you've seen can't do that. And then they stop and think, you know, it's just a thought they had. They don't know anybody like that. Right. Or, you know, you know, ageism, same thing. I'm not hiring them because older people don't know technology. I was saying, wow, I know older people who are technology experts. Um, you don't know any of those people? Let me introduce you to some. Right. You wow. Know, so you're yes. Holding people accountable for those limiting beliefs they have. That's being a motivator if you're even interested in them. And if they have something to offer you, because you can learn from anyone the same way they can learn from you, I think. Agreed. I feel the same way. And and, and I, I love the direction because sometimes there are just some people that you just, it's just move on. You know, yeah. It's not so worth your time. That's right. You know? So, so let's talk about, you know, there's been so many studies on this and I really want to get your perspective because we all need allies and mm-hmm. certainly, you know, we all know we need uh, men allies and sponsors and, and mm-hmm. just the, the numbers of men are in, in positions that can influence. It's just that, you know, it's still the numbers aren't even, if you will, right? So right. We, we know that and we're always seeking that. But one of the things that I wanted to get your perspective on uh, is, you know, sometimes women are actually hesitant to help other women. And, um, you know, I'd love to, you know, your motto, which is help each other win, uh, is so inclusive and so uh, inspiring, right? And and it it doesn't, you know, it's it's one of abundance, right? Um, But yet there's so many instances where we encounter people that feel like it's either me or you. And, you know, how, what is, how did you get to that place and, and, and help me understand? Okay. <laughs> I can do I'm that. practicing. Yeah, very good. I like it. <laughs> um, you know, I think that there was a time when there were so few of us in these key positions that we were climbing the ladder to get to that we worried if, you know, they only want one, so it needs to be me. I don't know that that still exists now. And I think that people who are really um, uh, both confident and good at what they do don't mind sharing, even if they're not sharing everything, because it doesn't all come at once, that they can share some things and, and they realize that, wow, two of us together are even better than just one, me here struggling at the top. So I think it's helping them see very much like we talk about racism and sexism that we talk about, let's help each other get to there. What do you need? And, you know, it's very funny because I am one that's known for calling people just to check on them. And sometimes people think, oh, she's calling me. She wants something. She's, she's going to want something. And they're almost surprised when I'm just calling to ask how they're doing and if it's anything I can do to support them. And I bring that to their attention. I'll say, you know, I, I, I called because I thought of you. Or, you know, so, but you seem to think that I wanted something and I don't. What made you think that? 
And they have to go back and think about how they're showing up. That's their value, not mine. Right. My my choice is to make the call. Your choice is to decide whether you want to change your perception of that call or your thought about that call. And they don't even realize oftentimes that they are showing that. I'm in tune to to people. So I'm saying, "Mm, he or she thinks I'm calling for something. And I usually don't want anything. When I want something, I'm going to tell you I want something. But it's usually not the first time you've heard from me either. That's not my first call. Right, right. How interesting. So, you know, that kind of segues into another idea that I wanted to discuss with you, which is, you know, that awareness and also being adverse to change, right? Because Mm -hmm. what you're, you know, what you're also saying is this sense of self-awareness and also reflection, you know, how do we get there? And, you know, can you kind of give us again, some how-tos and examples? Yeah, I think that it's important. Remember the four T's, take time to think. And sometimes that thought process isn't about what you have to do next. Sometimes it's it's looking inward. It's what has happened to me today? What could I have done different, differently? Um, How can I center myself to get what I want? How can I improve my being? You know, my my sense of calmness, um, my stress level, which leads to my health, which leads to my thought process. Sometimes it's just looking inward. 15 minutes is a long time, by the way, when you're doing that. Reflect 15 minutes of of reflection time is really a long time. That sounds like a whole nother discussion for you and I. <laughs> We're going to run out of time, Marsh. I knew we would, right? Because you're so much fun to talk to. So, you know, your book emphasizes mentorship. Yeah. Um, let's talk about that and how, you know, the forms of mentorship and sponsors and, mm-hmm. you know, and how it's, you know, really such an integral part of success. Yeah. I think it, mentorship, sponsorship, and network connections are all sort of tied in there together. Um, a mentor is someone who has done what you want to do, or you know, they, they, they it may not be exactly the same, but they've gone to the level that you want to get to, or they've done, they know something about something that you want to know more about, and you can ask someone to be your mentor, someone to give you guidance. And, and, and you can set up that type of, you know, maybe we'll check in with each other on a regular basis kind of thing. That, that's a mentor. I don't think that you, you ask people to be your sponsor. I think you don't find sponsors. I think sponsors find you. And sponsors are people who are gonna lay down their credibility They feel comfortable enough to lay down their credibility to talk about you and what you can do for them. Even if they haven't seen you do it specifically, they know your personality. They know how you would react in certain situations. They know something about your your strengths and quite frankly, areas that you need to improve because they've been watching you. Most sponsors have been watching you 
They're watching what you do. They may ask you questions and they just want to know the answer. And you say, I wonder why they want to know about that. They, they have nothing to do with that situation. They just want to know how you think and how you talk. So sponsors find you. So, you know, my mother used to say, always put your best foot forward. Right. It's because I, I, I'm sure that she was saying so that a sponsor can find you. Yes, I'm sure <laughs> your mother was saying that. My mother was saying that too. Yeah. <laughs> and, and those are the people who will come, who you will, someone will contact you and say, you know, Gemma suggested I speak with you because you did such and such and such. Gemma's not my mentor. Gemma is a sponsor who's been talking about me when I'm not in the room. Right. That is so hard for someone like myself to even fathom that they find you. I'm such an A type. Uh, but they see you. They see you. You're, if you're out there, they see you. And sometimes they even want to see you when you're uncomfortable because they want to know how you're going to react to being uncomfortable. So while we're trying to always put on the best face, eh, sometimes they need to see when you they, tell your story. Tell your story to people so that they will know who you are. You haven't always been who you are today. How did you get there? Right. Wow. And so so you're almost like the way you describe it makes me think sponsors are almost a little bit like a a scout. You know, they're, you know, like talent scouts, you know, for sports teams and things like that. You know, they're sort of they're they're watching and you don't even know it. That's exactly right. That's a very, I'm going to add that to my, my, my talks. They're almost like talent scouts. That's your, to your repertoire. (laughs) Well, you are such a treat and I knew we were going to run over because you're just so much fun to talk to. And I, I can't thank you enough for talking with me today. I certainly have learned personally and for this conversation. And I am certain that our listeners uh, are also going to uh, learn from this conversation. But can you also tell our listeners where they can find more of Marsha? Oh, gladly. My website is marshahaygood.com. <laughs> uh, I am on LinkedIn under my name uh, or my company name, Stepwise, S T E P. W-I-S-E, Associates. Uh, I am on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. On Instagram, it's Ask Marsha H. I love to do uh, little quotes and things where you ask questions and I answer those as well. Um, Or they can contact me, you know, join my mailing list, please. I'm sending, I send out inspirational quotes and strategies and tips on a regular basis. Well, a not so regular basis. I'm trying to get better with that. Um. (laughs) You're human. You're human. You know, your whole body of work is just so amazing. So I really encourage all of our audience. I know it's hard to find the time, but as Marcia said, there's how many minutes in the day? Uh, 1440 minutes in thank the day. Thank you. Thank you. So we can take if we can take a few minutes, 15 minute increments if you will and we can check out Marsha's work. Also know that Marsha has fantastic videos 
at Tone Networks and their coaching oh, yeah. videos. So I hope you get a chance to check them out, tonenetworks.com. And as we said, you know, follow her on all of her social media channels. And and again, Marsha. And pick up the little black book of success. Laws oh my gosh, success. yes. Everyone should have that because it really it's it's a fun read. Right. Oh, and the book so and inspired. the workbook. Yes. Yes. And easy to do, you know? Yeah really easy to do. And finally, I just want to say once again, thank you to you, Marsha, and thank you to everyone that is listening. And I want to remind you that we want to hear from you. So please submit your ideas, your questions using the link below. You know, this is, you know, how we get better and how we serve you better. You know, we're also on Instagram, uh, additionally, rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. This helps us get the word out. And thank you all so much for taking this time. And remember, you have the power to set the tone of your life. Visit ToneNetworks.com for more content like this. And stay tuned for next week's episode of Have You Had This Conversation?